You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. From the Kansas City 17. He's got a first and ten. He gets the snap. He fakes the handoff. He gets a block from his left tackle. Here's a four-man rush. Looks long. Line drive. End zone. Caught. Dronkowski. Back to the end zone. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Tom Brady has just thrown his second touchdown pass tonight to Rob Gronkowski. This is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel with the Joes. Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio from BetQL. Yeah, they're running it back. And, man, every day there's a, some sort of nugget that comes across on the football team. Or I hear smart people talk about the football team as we get closer and closer to the season. I don't like the football team anymore. We spoke with Grant Paulson yesterday here on BetQL Daily. He gave us some reason uh, reasons to be concerned. You look up, there are six players on the COVID list. You've got Ron Rivera begging his players Begging up, get the shot, please. Like, no, not not interested, not interested. And then I see people like our guest Eric Eager say, Yeah, I like the football team under at PFF underscore Eric at PFF underscore Eric, co host the PFF forecast podcast. What's going on, Eric? Joe, how's it going? Uh, it's uh, you know, <laughs> it's not a dull moment in football right now. No, no, there's a ton going on with the most important position in all of sports. Uh, let's start where I was uh, leading a little bit here. Uh, tell our audience, if they didn't see your Twitter thread yesterday, why you are against Washington team total over. Yeah, so they're at eight and a half right now. In fact, at some places, I think they're juiced over. You can get probably under at minus 105. I think when I look at that team, you know, last season they had a win total of five. I like the over. They went over. I felt lucky to get there. You look at the teams that they beat, the quarterbacks that they beat, Carson Wentz, Jalen Hurts, uh, Andy Dalton twice, Big Ben, Joe Burrow, but they were, you know, he got injured, and then they, they ended up taking the lead with Ryan Finley at quarterback. Um, it, it's just not impressive, you know, group. And so you look at that, and everybody's sort of anchoring on the fact that they're a seven-win team last year. And so you, you give them an extra half win for the 17th game. You say, oh, they only have to improve one win. Ryan Fitzpatrick can do that for them. And I think where I sort of sit is, no, they're a five-win team last year. They got some nice variants of a bad division and a good defense, which we know doesn't necessarily repeat year to year, especially being a weak-link unit on a team that doesn't appear to be serious about COVID. And so then the question is, is William Jackson, Curtis Samuel, their draft picks, and Ryan Fitzpatrick worth three, three and a half wins? I would say no. And that's, I think, the case for the under. And then there are, of course, you know, uh, a, a lot of good quarterbacks on their schedule. They also have, like, one of the worst rest differentials in the league. So one example, playing Seattle on a Monday night, 
then flying over to Las Vegas, uh, you know, cross country to play the following Sunday. They have a number of those sort of situations where you just look and you're like, this isn't going to go well for them. Eric, a quarterback situation, am I not going well for a team? The, the Colts trade for Carson Wentz, coming off a terrible year last year in Philadelphia, hoping to revive him back with Frank Reich, uh, a team that's good around the quarterback, and now Wentz is going to be out. We don't know how long, five to 12 weeks, but it's going to be a, a decent amount of time here. I was leading the under on the Colts even before this. How much do you think the Wentz injury impacts the Colts over under? Nine and a half is, is the win total where you can find it now on FanDuel. Yeah, we, we had them before the injury at 8.7 wins. So obviously we were all over under 10. Now we have it about 8.1. So it's about a six tenths of a win difference. Now our prior for Carson Wentz is that he's not particularly good uh, and he could be buoyed by Frank Reich. So losing him for a few games is not going to have as big of an impact as people believe. There's also the, the likelihood that they're going to go out and get a quarterback who, if it's Marcus Mariota or Jimmy Garoppolo, might be a lot better than Wentz. So there's a little bit of uncertainty there. But yeah, they're, I think, a well-run team that is just run fast in quarterback position. But you look at how they're going to support a, you know, a newcomer there. They don't really have brilliant wide receiver play. Michael Pittman and T.Y. Hilton at his age. Uh, not elite tight end play as well. So it, it's just kind of a, a bad beat for them. You look at that division now, and you got to think of a Jacksonville division future as probably being the best bet in that division now that Tennessee uh, is, a, is the favorite. Is Foles better than Eason? <laughs> I, would, I mean, Joe, I know you're a Bears fan. You had to suffer through like the, all those games last yeah. year, but I, I'm pretty confident that Foles is better. Yeah, I think Foles is interesting because it's so weird. Like Matt Nagy does this thing where – he doesn't give his quarterback a chance, I think, to like prove something to ownership. And I felt like the 2019 Bears, he was doing that with Trubisky. And then in the 2020 Bears, he was doing that with Foles. It felt like Nagy was super creative when Trubisky was in the lineup and extremely vanilla with Foles. And that clearly did not help Foles. Um, I, I, you know, behind a good offensive line, you know, the, is, there are a couple of connections. Obviously, the right one makes sense. But Chris Ballard was the... Uh, director of football operations with Kansas City, when Foles is the backup there as well. So there are a number of different connections there. That appears to be the best one. The Colts do have cap space, so they can take on that kind of bad salary that he has. So I do wonder if, if he comes in there and it's like the feel-good story. But, you know, the, the AFC South knows uh, that Nick Foles, you know, is not a long-term answer. It's Jacksonville shut us. Eric Eager, Pro Football Focus, joining us here. BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel. Eric, you mentioned Garoppolo a few minutes ago. He kind of tongue-in-cheek with the idea maybe he would get traded there to the Colts. Uh, he's the starter right now at San Francisco. Trey Lance is, is learning, probably will take over at some point sooner than later. H how good do you think the Niners will be? I, I'm, I think they're going to be really good, uh, regardless of the quarterback there. I, I think whoever it is will excel with Kyle Shanahan, probably going to be Garoppolo to start us off. How good do you think the Niners are? Uh, it's a great question. I think when you look at that team, there, you know, depending on where you look, I saw it at Pinnacle. I don't know where it is at FanDuel right now, but like they were given the third best odds to win the Super Bowl, um, basically going into right, you know, this season. Despite the fact that at the quarterback position, all we know is that they're going with Jimmy G until the wheels come off, and then it's going to be Trey Lance. It's a lot of uncertainty, especially when you look on that defensive side of the ball. They lose Richard Sherman. They lose Akella Witherspoon. Um, they, they lose, uh, you know, uh, Robert Salaz, the defensive coordinator, and, and they're in a tough division as well. Like if they're going to win the Super Bowl, they probably have to come out of that division with the division title. 
and the Rams and the Seahawks aren't going to be all that uh, aren't going to be all that easy to deal with. So um, it, to me, I'm a little lower on them than the market, but I, I can very much see like I can very much see a 2019 type season out of them because they have great coaching uh, and, and they have a lot of talent, especially skill position on the offensive side of the ball. Eric, let's stay in the NFC West uh, and hit on the Arizona Cardinals. I know, I believe it was yesterday, they still had nine on the COVID list, uh, maybe half dozen coming off, so that number's down to three. And, and I want to say I've heard you um, be optimistic about the upcoming season for Cliff Kingsbury and company. Uh, why are you high on the Cardinals this season? I, I, I'm not, you know, I, I just think that they're being a little bit slept on that in the in the sense of win total is about eight and a half. And that's a 500 team. And the, the fact that they're in a division where, um, you know, the, the fourth best team, I think, uh, by a mile is a 500 team on the, on the betting market. I don't think people are paying enough attention. Obviously Murray, like, you know, he's played well at times. I don't think he hits enough doubles. I don't think he throws enough balls in the 10 to 19 area. Um, you know, but at the same time, like, you know, Rondell Moore is on that team now. A.J. Green could probably add a little bit of juice. Offensive line is improving. And on defense, they got some speed. They're going to have some issues in the secondary. But I think that they're, you know, if, if things flip right, uh, they, they might have a pretty good season. On the other hand, you know, Kingsbury has sort of proven himself over the first couple of years to be a, a quote, coach that can get you from bad to decent. The question becomes, and it is for many of these coaches, can you take a team from decent to great? Um, that remains to be seen because Cliff has had a lot uh, of issues, especially end of game and, and as well as like sort of stale offenses over the past few years. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Eric, I know you've talked about it. We just talked a few minutes ago about the Colts, your projection before Carson Wentz got hurt, now the the projection. But the win totals and a lot of predictions would have had the Colts in the playoffs. Let's just say for a second, Eric, the Colts are not going to make the playoffs. Who do you see that maybe was just below last year or underneath last year in the AFC that could come up and take that spot that the Colts had? Uh, that's a great question. I think there are a couple young quarterbacks that people are not necessarily pricing in. I think when you look at the Jets, uh, this seems laughable on its face, but you look at the way that they're building that team, you know, Zach Wilson, then they go Elijah Moore, uh, Corey Davis, Mackay Beckton, Elijah Veritek. They're starting to collect some uh, talent on the offensive side of the ball. Talent they never gave uh, Sam Darnold. You look at uh, uh, Matt LaFleur's uh, brother, Mike LaFleur, at the offensive coordinator, and obviously I think Salah is going to be a pretty good um, coach. They also have the, the cap space to make a move for Chandler Jones, for example. If, if they end up, come out of the gate strong and they feel like they need reinforcements, they have some flexibility that having a rookie uh, gives rise to. I think Jacksonville is the same way. Jacksonville is spending $22 million on their top three wide receivers, their top three running in their top two quarterbacks. That means there's a lot of uh, anti-fragility on that team. Um, they're also in a bad division where they could pick up four wins from the Colts and the Houston Texans pretty easily. Um, so those two teams, uh, as well as the Bengals, I think are going to be underrated this time of year. And they are teams where you look at that one until you're like, man, that team only won like two or three games last year. How could they win six and a half? Uh, pretty easily. 
It's Joe O and Joe G on BetQL Daily. Our guest, Eric Eager, Pro Football Focus on Twitter at PFF underscore Eric. Uh, Eric, is there still value on the Titans to win the division at minus 120? I, I don't think at minus 120. I think you probably had to get them at the you know, plus 110 all the way to even money range. Um, I have to I have to look at what we have there. I think we have them less than uh, the 55 or so percent you would need uh, you know, to make that make sense. To me, the, the value in that division is on Jacksonville. We have Jacksonville with, I believe, a 21% chance to win that division for the reason talent. Uh, and, and, you know, again, every single season there's a team where, oh, my gosh, how did this happen? It's like, well, they're not paying anything to all this young talent they just drafted, and they can make, you know, solid bets on the rest of the roster. And I think that that's where a Jacksonville Jaguars team, even with the sideshows, the Tebow, uh, the strength coach from Iowa, uh, and Urban Meyer give rise to, I think that they can overcome those and be a team that competes in that division, especially given how fragile the Titans are. Eric, I noticed you I, you tweet a lot about the Minnesota Vikings. Obviously, you have a lot of opinions on them and feelings on them. I'm curious your thoughts on where they are heading to the season. It feels like a make-or-break kind of year or maybe a, a tipping point kind of year for this franchise, the coach, the quarterback. We know right now Cousins uh, not able to be there with the COVID IL list, and he's got to stay away for at least a little bit. What do you think about this Vikings team? The Packers clearly the favorite now that Rodgers is back, no question. But the Vikings, they, they lie to me in that middle range where I could see them making the playoffs again and having a pretty good year. But Joe, the other Joes here has been talking about maybe they get off to a tough start. It could it could kind of flop on them. Yeah, to me, like I think the Vikings are are uh, you zoom in on any one thing with Minnesota, and it's like oh that's pretty good. But then you look at like the broad you know, characteristics of the team. And it's just too fragile for me. Like Mike Zimmer, it's clear that he's annoyed with Kirk Cousins for a number of reasons, but the, the, the chief of which now is the fact that he's not vaccinated and refuses to get vaccinated. You look at Cousins contract, it goes from, I believe like a $30 million hit this year to a $45 million hit next year. And that's why all of their signings for the majority of them, except for Dalvin Tomlinson are one-year deals. Patrick Peterson's a one-year deal. Sheldon Richardson's a one-year deal. And so this is really the window. I think the problem is when you get into that sort of like, this is our window, you do a lot of desperate things. Um, you like trading for Yannick Ngakwe last year, uh, like trading a fifth round pick for a backup kicker two years ago. And I just wonder if the Vikings have the discipline it takes to sort of build a good franchise long-term. I think this year, like I think nine is about right. I'd probably bet under nine, um, but you know, you could have gotten them at plus 400, plus 500 to win the division earlier in the offseason. I think that was a very good bet. Um, so, so to me, with the Vikings, it just depends upon the price. Eric Cousins, as he heads into maybe one last year or close to the end at Minnesota, um, your thoughts on him, where he is right now? I've always thought he's a good quarterback. It feels like everyone rags on Kirk Cousins. Uh, your thoughts on Kirk Cousins as he heads into a season in Minnesota? Yeah, I think Cousins is right in that, you know, 10th range where you look at, you know, Mayfield and Lamar Jackson and things like that. I don't know, though. I think the difference between him and the elite quarterbacks is about $20 million. So it's a weird thing. He's a good quarterback, but I still think he's overpaid. And I don't think you can win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins. Eric, I love everything that the Jets have done with the coaching staff and their and their personnel, just on the offensive side of the ball, trying to build around the rookie quarterback. But I'm hesitating at uh, at saying that they're going to have seven wins this year. Where do you stand on them? Hello? Oh, 
Yeah, Eric, we got you. Okay, good. Here, we can put Eric Sorry, on I, I know he's uh, he's on the road, but we appreciate his time. Only about a minute left in the break. Speechless there. on the Jets. Just you know, that. you just you just <laughs> you can't. You you got to end it with cousin stuff. No, Eric does. Eric does like him, and he he was a Vikings fan. I think he quit on them a while back, and you can now, you can feel it through his. Tweets. He's a Chiefs. He's a Chiefs fan now. Yeah, I think yeah. he's done with the Vikings. I just it, thought it was funny. Asked him a Jets question. Speechless. Guy's got these yes. opinions on every football topic. Jets out. Well, he is. Uh, He's, I don't, I can't name another person that I see publicly high on Zach Wilson. People are talking about every quarterback except for him. Of yeah, course, almost, Trevor Lawrence, yeah. Justin Fields, every other quarterback is getting discussed, but he's like, you know, Zach Wilson might be the best of the bunch. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, coming up. All right. Coming up as well. How about the NBA? A lot of movement going on yesterday. A lot of dollars being handed out. We'll tell you uh, the moves that we liked and did not like next. Big movement on the odds board as well. This is BetQL Daily presented by FanDuel from BetQL.